the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now I want to bring to the airwaves the story that I teased and kind of set up uh, at the beginning of the show. I didn't want to tell too much, and I don't want to tell too much now because I can't tell it the way that our guest can tell it. But by way of background, nine-year-old little boy named Tanner, Tanner Donaldson, stage five chronic kidney disease. He needs a transplant urgently. You know how those lists are. You know how long it takes to find somebody who's a donor. And then cross your fingers and hope they're a match. Because you don't want to put a kidney into a, into a, into a recipient that, that the kidney's not going to, you know, it's going to be rejected. And that's a waste of, of two different lives, potentially. Well, nine-year-old Tanner found a match and didn't have to wait on a list. Dad, his father, is a perfect match. His father, Dane. So we're ready to go. Four years ago, 2018, Cleveland Children's Hospital approved the transplant. I guess that means Cleveland Clinic. Uh, approved the transplant. Now, this is four years later. It ought to be done, right? Recovery? Everything should be good and going swimmingly. But unfortunately, nothing has been done. Why? Because COVID happened. And with COVID came COVID policy. And with COVID policy came COVID tyranny. And now it is that COVID tyranny that is putting this little boy's life in grave danger, even as his father waits to be able to save his life. I cannot even imagine what it must be like to be the mother of Tanner Donaldson and the wife of Dane Donaldson, but Jennifer Donaldson is, and she joins us now to tell us this unthinkable story. Uh, Jennifer, thank you for coming on, especially with you being under the weather. Um, I really appreciate you telling this story. How are you this morning? Great, Bob. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Well, it's my pleasure. As soon as I heard about this story uh, from our mutual friend, uh, Stephanie Stock, uh, I just, you know, it just made me sick to my stomach. I posted it on my website. I'm getting all kinds of people who are livid with Cleveland Clinic for their unthinkable decision making here. Let's, uh, let's go back to tell the full story to 2018, early 2018. When did you find out about the situation, about uh, Tanner's condition and how grave it was to the point where he needed to have a transplant? Well, just to clarify, Bob, um, Tanner was born in at Cleveland Clinic, so he's been a part of Cleveland Clinic's uh, medical system since birth. So we've been there, you know, this entire time. We've known since birth that he eventually would need a kidney transplant. Okay. So at the current moment, Tanner, even even today, still holds a, a, a steady kidney function, but it is very low. Um, we're sitting around 18% function. Um, so the, the reason for the uh, approval back in 2018 was to have, because he suffered a kidney infection uh, mid-2017, so it qualified him to be preemptively uh, approved for transplant. <clears throat> so once he was approved, um, we, we just basically need to comply. If I may, Jennifer, if I may, um, what, what does preemptive mean? He's already got kidney preemptive disease. Preemptive means that he is 
yeah, sorry about that. Preemptive means he is not on dialysis. He doesn't manage any other health conditions other than the, um, we do, we do um, put a catheter in him mm-hmm. every three to four hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of, of, of that manual management of his, of his urinary tract, he really doesn't have any other health markers that, you know, that we manage. Got no it. diabetes, no high blood pressure, nothing. So he is A1, front-of-the-line kidney transplant. Their miracle child is what we had been told for many, many, many years mm-hmm. uh, because of his health and what we do as his parents with his the regular cathing. So after that infection was, was diagnosed in 2017, they approved him for that preemptive kidney transplant. Let's pick the story up from there. Correct. He was approved. Then the next step was let's, Let's see if we can get um, mom or dad approved um, for for a living donor. That was kind of the plan all along. Now, just to rewind, you know, a few years before that, my husband was, you know, we he would attend doctor's visits with me, and you know, he was about 240 pounds. He was overweight. He's 5'10". So he kind of was just like, yeah, well, you're not going to be the donor. So for from from that two-year period until 2017, 2018, he worked his butt off. And I I can't even tell you how hard it is. It's easy to gain weight, but not easy to lose weight, especially being his wife. Would look at everything, it'd go in his mouth. But he worked so hard to, you know, to to be at that marker level to um, be his donor. So he he, he met that marker. He was first in line to get tested. So we were both tested, and we were both Beautiful matches for Tanner. So that's kind of where we sat from 2018. Um, and they did, Cleveland Clinic decided that they, they chose Dane over me, just, you know, whatever the reason was there. He just was a, a better match. Right. And um, we kind of have sat there in this, this steady phase of preemptive transplant up until, you know, I kind of had a feeling when COVID came along, something was going to change. And, uh, but we still complied with everything they ever asked of us, um, even through just, COVID. You know, just just for the sake of understanding, because I have not, thankfully, gone through the process, and I don't wish the process on anyone, obviously. Uh, but I hear dates like 2017 and 2018, and Dane lost the weight and made himself and put himself into a healthy condition to be able to donate Absolutely. his kidney to to your son. Um, so I'm hearing that, and I'm thinking, why wasn't this done in 2018? Why is it wasn't it done in 2019? What's the delay process? Why 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 did it get into COVID of early 2020? I would have thought it would have been done by now. Right and. What we were told, and, and we listened to our, you know, all the medical professionals, is as long as Tanner's healthy, he's growing, he's meeting, he's meeting uh, milestone markers, and he's not managing other health conditions. There's no need to to take his native kidney if he if he's continuously growing on the on on that native kidney. Let's continue down the path. Got it. And that's okay. typical with posterior, you know, with with CKD PUV children. You know, they, they hit certain milestones and maybe hormones change. But um, so that's the reason why we kind of stayed the path. We listened to what they, they told us to do. You know, at any point in time had they said, yeah, it's, it's time. We, we were ready. But we were following so, the guide, guidance of, of Cleveland Clinic. So, so Jen, what, 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 what changed and when did it change to the point where 
it was like, okay, the time is now. We've, we've got to do the transplant. See, most people who are, who are not familiar, and I'm one of them, think of a transplant as being an emergency situation. If somebody needs a transplanted organ, it's because their other one is failing, and they're going to die if they don't get it very, very soon. Um, so obviously, as you described, that wasn't the case with Tanner in the early going, but apparently there was a decision was made, the time is now, and let's get this done. And take us there. Take us to when they said it's time to do this, and then when they said, sorry, we can't do this unless your husband complies with their COVID policies, and that means getting vaccinated. So tell me, take us through that. So Tanner has been in the study. I do want to clarify. He has been in the study, you know, study condition all along. Um, we, we've not been in any, any intimate danger to get the transplant. However, sorry about that. Go October ahead. 2021 was, was the letter we received um, saying that both donor and living donor, or I'm sorry, recipient and living donor will need to, to take the vaccination in order to, to continue forward. So what, but our thought was, well, we've been in this system. We've been down this road for five years. Why do, you know, why did this, does this apply to us? So again, having, having some time, I, we called a meeting with Cleveland Clinic and, and uh, I was hoping to get, you know, meeting with those that made the decision, but we, we did get the doctors, Tanner's doctor, the, the surgeon and so forth. So again, knowing we had some time, but I'm a planner, we're a planner, we need to make sure we have a plan A, a plan B, and plan C. So that's why I thought, well, this, you know, we thought for sure this won't apply to us. Uh, you know, regarding that letter, it was just a general letter that came out e- through email. Right. So we met with the doctors and they, they basically told us for, for Dane, uh, we had many questions and I can go over those questions with you. But they basically looked at us and said, no, if he doesn't get vaccinated because he could die because of COVID on the operating table, you know, we're, we're not going to do this. We're not going to move forward with keeping you as, as his living donor. This is, um, this is an incredible story. Uh, and, right. and, and especially considering the fact that this is a world-renowned facility, medical facility. Cleveland Absolutely. Clinic. Um, yeah, that is that is and, completely. And the fact that Go ahead. My husband had, you know, two weeks before this meeting, he actually was taking a test for colonoscopy, and he had to take a COVID test and ended up testing positive for COVID. So we had to delay the meeting. Uh, then, so now we have a proof that he has had the illness, and um, so we thought for sure, hey, he's got natural immunity. We can you know, scientifically prove this. And this is verified, this is verified, just to clarify for everyone, by the the supposed gold standard, the CDC, Rochelle Walensky declared that those with natural immunity pose less risk of spreading COVID-19 than the vaccinated. So your husband, who had the virus, has natural immunity, he's more protected than he would be if he had gotten one of those shots, and they still won't let him save your son's life. Right. Two questions I posed to them. The first one was, all right, if we're removing my husband as as the living donor that you've told us is his best outcome uh, to have the, the most viable kidney for the longest period of time, then he goes on a list of deceased donors. What if the deceased donor comes in and they're not on vac- they're not vaccinated? And their answer to us was, 
Well, we would take that unvaccinated to see stoner. How did they justify that? that? How how did they justify that? I can't imagine how fast your jaw must have dropped when you heard that. It wasn't even a jaw drop. It was a complete meltdown on my part. Um, I just started crying. Uh, We couldn't believe what we were hearing. There was, it was very nonsensical answer. Couldn't see their faces because they were in masks. Um, I just, it, it just was heartbreaking to know that my husband has done all of this work. Mm-hmm. And, and my second question to them was, what if my husband suffers an adverse reaction from getting, you know, their required vaccination? Right. Are you going to be liable for his health conditions? Because he's, he's, you know, he, he's the one that works in the family. Well, not even not even just the liability, but what if he suffers an adverse reaction that makes him right. sick, now, which many people have, uh, and thus his kidney is compromised. Have. Exactly. His kidney is compromised, and now I have a husband with medical conditions, whatever it may be, whether, you know, uh, myocarditis, the things that you're hearing of. Sure. And they said, well, you know, the only adverse reaction we've ever heard of is a sore arm, maybe a fever. When did they say this, Jen? When did they say this? Because literally this within was, the last month or so, the CDC has come out and been forced uh, to to reveal all of the possible adverse reactions of the virus. Exactly. Uh, excuse me of the of the vaccine or the shots put out by Pfizer and Moderna, and there were over twelve thousand exactly. of them, ranging from sore mm-hmm. arm to stroke to palsy to blood clot to to um, uh, uh, myocarditis and and heart conditions to death. I mean, all of those things were were listed after the fact as possibilities. Now they're saying he has to run the risk of all of those to save your November of 2021? This is November 2021 when we had this meeting with them. Um, So we just feel like we're we're being discriminated against. We're being punished for, for not, you know... For, having for your husband making his own reaction. medical decisions about his own health, uh, along with his exactly. doctor, right? Uh, they're, they're forcing their policies on you, and your husband and your son both pay the price, and you pay the price. I, I said at the beginning, I can't imagine what it must be like to be the wife of a man trying to save her son and to be a mother of a right. son that, that isn't being allowed to be saved. I, I, I My heart just melts for you. Um, so can you bring us current? We're talking with Jen Donaldson. If you just turned the radio on, uh, this is the story of her nine-year-old son, Tanner, uh, who has got stage five chronic kidney disease, is in need of a transplant. His father is going to donate his kidney. He is a perfect match. But the Cleveland Clinic doctors, completely ignoring science and the Hippocratic Oath to do no harm, refuse to let this transplant happen because dad isn't vaccinated with something he doesn't need. Bring us current, Jen. Where do things stand now? And are you looking in other facilities? Are you looking in other states, perhaps, to find somebody who will do this? Well, we've got a couple things moving. Yes, we are looking uh, at other hospitals. Uh, We're also um, trying to put pressure on Cleveland Clinic. And, you know, the reason for this interview and um, just trying to... We also have a little little bit of legal push. Um, So... You know, and I really feel early on when I knew this may come down, I you know, had looked into, you know, what are our options? And, and early on, I was looking and supporting any type of legislation that would help our freedom. And um, I had sent testimonies 
to um, to Columbus and testify written testimony for HB 248, which is the vaccine choice and anti-discrimination bill. And so I, I sent that legislation through or, you know, testimony through. I'm still push, you know, still actively trying to help in any way I can because that would prevent anyone in our situation from having to make these decisions. So we're, we're actively trying to just go all different directions that we can, a legal route, an ethical route, um, legislation route, and you put pressure on Cleveland Clinic just to do the right thing and, and just have a conversation with us. We haven't even, since the meeting in November, there's not been one communication, you know, back and forth to say, hey, let's, let's talk about this. Hey, we'll let you sign a waiver, you know, releasing us of any liability if you get COVID on the table. Um, and even Cleveland Clinic's own study back in June of 20, June or July of 2021 shows that, that, um, natural immunity is not necessary to, to get a, a COVID shot. So all these things we're just trying to, to bring into light. And um, so, so let me know, make sure let me make sure I understand that last part. There has been no contact between your family and the hospital since November. So that's six months. No, other than Tanner has had two emergency room visits, both kidney related. And he, he, you know, every two to three weeks three to four weeks, he, he'll have some sort of severe stomach ache. It's all kidney-related. Right. We'll do a trip to the ER. Um, but no conversation I, with the hospital about his need for the transplant? Yes. The second time, that, which is just a few weeks ago, none of his doctors reached out to see how he was doing the next day after the ER visit. So uh, what, no, what, is, no. what, is, what is going to be your plan then? Are you going to reach back out to them, and if so, when? Um, well, we're trying to... We're, we're using our attorney um, to, to do any type of, of conversation. We are in the process of, of writing our religious exemption and getting that over to them. And um, because, as you may know, Bob, I don't, I don't know if you're aware or not, but they have accepted religious exemptions for employees, doctors, and nurses. So we, another route, we thought we would just go ahead and write our religious exemption and submit that to them. But, you know, it's, there, there's a lot of different ways that, that I, that I want to put pressure on them and just continue to talk about it. And, you know, again, through legislation. Well, yeah, and, and, and through, you know, I would imagine representation too, legal representation. Although I have to say... Um, from the outside looking in, and I understand he was born in Cleveland Clinic and he's been a patient all of his young life, Tanner has, uh, that you have an affinity for that hospital and with that hospital. But given the circumstances, I, I, I don't even know if I would want them near my son and my husband to do this now. I, I almost right. feel like it's time to find a different medical center. It's time to look in a different state if you have to and do what needs to be done. If they don't have, they're not willing to honor the Hippocratic Oath, which says do no harm. And what they are doing right now does great harm to your son uh, and potentially right. your, your, your husband as well by not allowing this to happen to hand to happen quickly um, they're doing harm I don't know if I would want doctors who put their Hippocratic oath to the side in favor of yeah, the COVID, COVID tyranny policies I, I, I just don't you're know if exactly I would right trust there them. but if, if we don't if, since we have time if we don't do the right thing I feel like this is just going to continue not with us but also with others because you know yeah. 
we're, we're in the Cleveland area where we're kind of bound. We're going to be using Cleveland Clinic at some point in time. Yes, there's other hospitals, but I just feel like it, this discriminatory action is not just happening to us, it's others. I've had multiple, multiple people reach out to us and say, you know, can we band together? Can we do something? And, um, you know, I well, said, yeah, it, it, is, it is It is. discriminatory, and I apologize for interrupting, but I'm out of time here, um, Jen. It is discriminatory, and it is very noble of you to want to try to work through this in, on behalf of other people so they don't go through the same thing. I feel like those efforts might be fruitless because I think they don't care about other people. If they don't care about your son, they're not going to care about anybody's son, and trying to force them to isn't a great way to get medical care. Um, but what I am going to do is I just looked up uh, before you came on the air to see if we could do this, uh, trying to find Cleveland Clinic Ombudsman Office, which, of course, is patient advocates. And the best I could find was the Office of Patient Experience. And their phone number is 216-444-7500. And I want to encourage everybody within the sound of my voice and our voice to hear your story and tell the Cleveland Clinic to stop this madness and protect this child and allow this transplant to right. happen. Put their, put their political, uh, motivated, politically motivated decisions on COVID vaccination <clears throat> mandates aside and do your job and save a child. That's what this is supposed to be about. So 216-444-7500. Let Cleveland Clinic hear it en masse. That's what I'm asking my, audi- my audience to do. And as for you, Jen, and your family, and for Tanner and Dane, uh, prayers for you all. Uh, please, if you would, keep us posted on the Thank progress you. of this thing so that we can hopefully see it through to a uh, to the positive conclusion we are all hoping for. All right? Thank you so much, Bob. I really appreciate your time Thank getting you for, the word out. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for sharing the story. God bless you and your family. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.